Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Power number one in the books, 301. On the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello, out. With Our Lady Aztecs out in Palo Alto taking on the Stanford Cardinals, the number two ranked team in the country. Uh, Monday Night Football follows our show, 4.30. We actually come off the the air at about 4.25, but following that will be Monday Night Football. Saints, Ravens at the Superdome. Um, Lamar Jackson trying to continue his... Uh, bounce back from last couple of weeks where he's played pretty well. Saints trying to get any type of momentum going here as uh, Mr. Andy Dalton gets to start for the Saints. Kamara comes off a pretty good week. So, Ugh. Um, <laughs> I'm playing against him tonight. I have a 13 or I have a 12 point lead and he has Kamara and he's got some guy named Justice Hill. Do you have anybody playing? No. Oh, it's over. It's not over. It's, it's over, over, dog. It's over. You're going down. Uh, you know, you know, really screwed me, Mike Gesicki. What did he get? Nothing. Point eight. Yeah. Come on, Mike Gesicki. DJ Moore fell right back into that category <laughs> once again. It, it, the game was it's the only reason why I'm losing right favor now. It is like they went down early. It means a ton of throwing. Right. And no, not to him. <laughs> and apparently. <no. laughs> and so you know that's why I'm behind, um, in our Odyssey League right now. Ah, hit that button. You there need you the go. Ravens to uh, I need have to, a good defensive I need game. To, I, need, I need Andy Dalton to throw a few picks, preferably a couple pick sixes, and then we can go from there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would, that would be my ideal uh, situation. Yeah, that would be great. Now, uh, and he's done that before. He, he certainly has. He has had a pretty poor uh, performance on these national TV games, particularly Monday night. And so I'm hoping that just for today he can play that bad again. And then he can go back to <laughs> – You don't care what he does elsewhere. After that he can go back to balling. All right. Uh, go back to this whole San Diego State Pac-12 thing. You mentioned uh, – we, we read the – what was it? I think it was a tweet that said that they were going to at least wait until their TV deal is up. Correct. Well, their TV deal is up in 2024. And so that time frame fits – Right now, it totally fits in terms of how much time you mentioned that there's usually some time in between when a team agrees to go there and then moves 
actually moves there. There's some time in between that seems to fit the timeline a little bit. Uh, but it is does seem to be premature from folks Scraby and I have talked to. So, And this uh, is for, I mean, we don't have a complete answer because this isn't real yet, but this I'm assuming it would be for the entire school or just football or just basketball but because a, this would benefit basketball way more, I think, than it would benefit football. I think it benefits both. It, it definitely does. You, you got a brand new stadium. You can walk into any kid's household now. Come to San and, Diego, and play be, here, and be a part of the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, we're going to go play Oregon that may later not, this year. Although that may not resonate like it used to, my guess is it still resonates more than the Mountain West, uh, right? Yeah. And you're also playing people. You're playing on national TV with the Pac-12, getting some of those those slots in the Mountain West. Honestly, I. Yeah, and there's not. I have it, to search for where the Padres, where the Aztecs are playing sometimes. Yeah, because you definitely don't have to search where the Padres are. No, I know right where the Padres here, are. Ninety-seven through the fan with Jesse yeah. and Tony. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about uh, this whole situation is is my wife asked me the same question today about is it just for football? Is it just for basketball? Is it all sports? Uh, I don't. We don't know. Ultimately, because it is premature, and and it it sounds like uh, this isn't going to happen this week, at least as of right now. But a lot can change in that time. And and the other thing is, it sounds like the Pac-12 is not as worried as they once were after seeing uh, the new deal that I believe it was the SEC ended up getting. They got a big one. They got big a big one. Got I, I think they were, or might have been. Or I think it's, 10, it was. It was. It was one of the. It was one of the new ones that got. Um, I, I believe it was the Big Ten because the Big Ten took on a bunch of big name teams, and it didn't. And it sounded like they were expecting that deal to be bigger than it was, and so now the Pac-12 is is feeling a little bit better about this upcoming deal because there was thought talk that they would be not getting as much as they got on the last time, on the last deal, and that's not necessarily something that schools want to jump to you're getting less now than you were before that means your value is starting to go down but that doesn't seem to be the case so we'll sit back it certainly would be a boon for san diego state as a whole i yeah, think yeah for sure uh you have uh, a daily gamut for i us. do we have some bets to review and some new ones for tonight let's get it do you like money i think about money a lot do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is the daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. And my new thing to say when we come into this, Tony. What is that? Please gamble responsibly. Fair. Fair uh, We're going to go over some bets for Monday Night Football tonight, but let's review what we did last week. We presented Trevor Lawrence uh, having his longest passing completion over 34 and a half yards in the game against the Raiders. This was, uh, I, I put together a bunch of numbers. Chris said none of those numbers matter. And in the end, Chris was right because his longest completion was only 23 yards. So that was not good for me, at least. No, that, that, that served you no purpose. No. 
DeAndre Hopkins over 80 and a half receiving yards. We said uh, in yesterday's game with the Cardinals and the Seahawks, DeAndre Hopkins only went four catches for 36 yards. So not even close. Cardinals they, struggled. The, yesterday. Car- the Cardinals did struggle yesterday. They can score and then they can't score for a while. They lose rhythm very quickly. I don't know what it is. I kind of think their offensive line is not that good. It probably isn't. That's why Kyler Murray has to run he's, around all the time. He's generally running around for his life. Not he for is. his life. That's a little extreme. But he's running. For his football life. He's running for his football life. Most of, at least in the, the, the large chunk of the game that I watched yesterday, he was either evading or had no time at all to evade the sack. You got to also think, how tired does that offense get while on the field when he's running around and the receivers are trying to find open spots? I mean, it's a lot of running. Well, I mean, what is, which one is it? I, I don't. I tend to believe it's there. He's running because they're not holding up long enough. That's probably what it is. Now, there certainly were plays where they held up, and either he didn't have anywhere to go with the ball, or he didn't see the open man, but. For, at least from my standpoint, most of it was as soon as he snapped the ball, somebody was either pushing the pocket back or just flat out in the backfield. There's a lot that proves to me each and every year about how important an offensive line is, but like watching Tennessee last night and watching Malik Willis yeah, just run yeah. for his football life they, as they, well. The big uglies. They, the big uglies. They are super important. And that's why they get paid some that, good money. But that's that's, I mean... If you don't know, just think about Tom Brady, uh, or think about the Rams right now. They lo- oh. they lose uh, was it Whitmore uh, um, to to retirement. Yes, uh, Whitworth. Whitworth. They use they use Whitworth, lose Whitworth. And, Whit, I think they call him. Yeah, and their offensive line. That's one guy, and they've changed it like four times, five times this year. If you can't protect, especially if you're if you can't protect or run block, you're. You can't do anything. I see the uh, Rams hater writers coming through now and saying, this is what you get when you say, screw draft picks. We don't care about draft picks. Whatever. We're going to make it work. Whatever. You got a Super Bowl. Sit down, and writers. Do. And you do. But I, I firmly believe that a Super Bowl and going in for a, one Super Bowl does, is not worth 10 years of your franchise oh, being yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. I'd when's, rather go to the when's Super Bowl. When's the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl? 1994. So you're telling me that from 94 to 2004, if they would have won one title and gave up their draft picks, you wouldn't have been okay with it? No, I wouldn't have. I mean, of course I'm going to be okay with the title, but at the same time, seven years from then, I want my team to be good. We're not We're not even seven years. We're a year away. Like, why Why are we and worried about seven years? I'm not, it's not there yet. And I'm not a Rams fan, so yeah, I But I you're a hater of this. the Rams, so, so that's why you're bringing this up. I, I, I Well, no, that, and I do, I do firmly believe you cannot give away as many draft picks as the Rams oh did Lord. and expect to compete in the years to come. Whatever. It just doesn't happen. Whatever. They won a Super Bowl. Chris always says, oh, what, what about draft picks? No one needs draft picks. And then his team is just sitting on a mine of draft picks, and now they're good. And guess what they are gonna probably, what they can do with those draft picks? Turn it turn it into great players. Hey, like, exactly. Did they, you, did they draft? Other than what? Waddle and Tua. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Everybody else has been. Those picks were turned into Tyreek Hill. And whoever else. Whoever else they got on that roster. Yeah. All right. 
Aaron Jones, we also talked about over 97 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. This was not good for him. He only had 45 yards total. I believe he uh, left the game yesterday and he ended up leaving the actual game with a walking boot on. So AJ Dillon, next man up for the Packers. We didn't hit on any of those bets right there. Now let's see if we hit on our NFL parlay. Uh, it was plus 567. Our first leg was the the Dolphins with a five being five-point favorites over the Bears, and that's where the parlay ended because the Dolphins only won by three. Thank you, Dolphins. Packers didn't even win, so they would have ended there as well, and then the Raiders didn't win as well. So that we've been really bad on our bets today. Now. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did we take the parlay? You and Chris, I believe, did. I don't believe we did. I, I believe you did. I'll go back and listen. Yeah, you had to go back and listen. I'm calling uh... <laughs> shenanigans. Yes, San Diego State six point favorites against UNLV on Saturday. They did not cover fourteen, but they but did they got win. the win. They got the win fourteen to ten. Georgia and Tennessee. Tennessee was an eight point underdog, even though they were the number one team in the country. They went to Georgia. Georgia took care of business, no problem. Twenty seven thirteen. Well, you know, we see why they were eight point dogs. Because they're not as good as Georgia. No, <laughs> they're and definitely Georgia not as good as Made Georgia. it a point to make make that uh, very obvious. And LSU beat Alabama, so Ooh, now it's Georgia's sure. SEC. Hey, give give we got as as phony as he comes off. Sometimes you got to give your man Brian Kelly uh, some credit. He, you do. He finally was able to knock down the big dog. Is this what three losses now for Alabama? Uh, I or is it two? It makes me think. I'm going to check it out, but I can't ever imagine an Alabama team having three losses in a season. No, two losses. Two losses. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that was a great game, though. 32-31 LSU in overtime. If you want to go watch a classic, go watch that one. All right, to today's bets. We're just going to talk about Monday Night Football. Baseball's over, and uh, college football's not tonight. So Alvin Kamara is going to be on our mind. And the bet is over 103.5 rushing and receiving yards. Just to let you know, both Alvin Kamara bets, I'm going to say no in hopes of me winning my fantasy matchup. But, Tony, do you think he combines for over 103.5 yards tonight? I do not. Okay. Uh, Mainly about- because I need the Ravens' defense to just <laughs> so we're ball both, out. We're both, yeah. So, no. Uh, what about Kamara over 60.5 rushing yards? Absolutely not. Okay, good. I like this. Isaiah Likely. The uh, tight end, tight end for the Ravens, over thirty nine and a half receiving yards. C. You think that will happen? I think that will happen. I wonder is Mark Andrews playing? He is not. He is not playing. So no, that is, is why not. he is in the mix. So Isaiah likely over thirty nine and a half receiving yards. But yeah, that's basically it for sports tonight. I mean, we're getting to that time of year where it's getting tomorrow. NBA, tomorrow's NHL. Gonna, yeah, tomorrow's going to be bare. Oh, you know what? I didn't do. What didn't you I do? I got to get the basketball spread for the Aztecs for tonight because they're playing Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton Aztecs home opener of real, I mean, real basketball. I mean, uh, a real... (laughs) Real basketball, you say. A real game. An exhibition. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, doctor. As they say here in San Diego. Favored by... 23 points. Wow. (laughs) Yes. This is an NCAA, so they, they they must have lost a lot of players. Uh, yeah, but 
from what I read over the weekend, because I did a little deep dive into the Essex basketball. I mean, team, I know that Essex are going to be really good. They're coming in in all the uh, the articles of the the best mid majors out there. They're at least one or two, maybe three, but they are up Shout there. Shout out to the Aztecs. Yeah, twenty three point Coach favorites. Dutch. That's a lot, though. Do you yeah. think that's going to be? That a, seems a lot. Okay? That seems like a lot to me. But that's only basing off Cal State Fuller and I watched in a. In, in an NCAA tournament last year. So that may not have nothing to do with this year's team. So, uh, Yeah. On the other side, uh, the San Diego State women, where Chris is, they are 32.5-point underdogs, but that's because Stanford is the number two team in the country. So that would be tough to, Interesting. for them to win. Uh, I should check in on, the, on uh, UC San Diego as well because they are playing tonight. They're three-point underdogs to Seattle University. That's you. Seattle U? Yeah. All right. So All for right. the Daily Gambit for today. Daily Gambit for Monday. Let's step away, get to break. When we come back, we'll jump into this Colts firing of Frank Wright. And uh, all of a sudden, Josh Allen is being evaluated for a UCL. Oh, Owner whoa. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. This is like kind of coming in here late. What? We'll get to it here in a second. More Gwen and Chris on the way here. Some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Gwen and Chris, I'm Scraby. Chris is up in Palo Alto. Tony Gwynn Jr. is sitting to my right in the power chair, they call it. Chris is uh, 
social media active today. What? Took a picture on Instagram. What? You can follow him at Chris LSD if you want to see that picture. Where did he take the said picture? On the floor. Girls oh, were, cool. looked like they were warming up, getting nice. ready for their matchup against the Cardinals. Good for Chris. Good for Chris. Because uh, he didn't get to travel last year, and I know that was a bummer for it him. It was. He, so he was uh, he was disappointed. That Life is to. back to a little bit more of a normalcy than it was a couple years ago. All right. B-B-W-A-A. What do you got? I don't know if I can say it on the radio. No, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Baseball Writers Association of America. Thank you. Right now, they're naming the finalists for all the different awards, and then they're going to wait 10 days to announce the MVP award. Uh, actually, Tony, in the Big Five, in the next segment, we are going to talk about some of the other Hall of Famers that have been taken yeah, off the ballot. they put back on the ballot. But they got put back on the ballot. But anyway. uh, for, the, for, for the record, I think Rookie of the Year, Cy Young. Oh, there's one more. can't remember what it is. Uh, manager of the Year? Manager of the Year. Those will be announced today. MVP will be announced 10 days from now, November 17th. At 6 Eastern. 6 Eastern. And then they'll MLB wait until 3.48 our time <laughs> to announce it. But if any awards come down while we're on the show, we'll, I hear no we'll definitely bring it to you. Now, before we get to break, we were talking about the Colts firing Frank Reich, uh, and they named former center Jeff Saturday as the interim coach of the team. And you said that you heard some audio, Tony, earlier today of Lewis Riddick talking about the decision and so I looked it up, and I think it's good stuff. I'm a big fan of Lewis Riddick. I think that he is a straight shooter. I think he does not give you anything, no fluff. And here's no what fluff. he said about the the situation with the Colts. <laughs> I don't, you know, look, I, I, I laugh not to be disrespectful at all Absolutely in any not, way, yeah. shape, or form. I laugh simply because Jeff Saturday is one of my favorite freaking people in the world. And we have had discussions about this football team about the very topic that we talked about earlier on SportsCenter, and that is what the hell is wrong with this offensive line? How could they be underperforming in this way, given man for man the talent that some of the best players on that offensive line, namely Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, the talent that they have? How can they just be getting beat like they're getting beat? How can the pocket be violated the way it's being violated? Why isn't the running game getting going? Why aren't Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman just killing it off of the play-action passing game down the field? What are the answers here? Jeff and I have talked about those things. I'm sure now, I'm sure he he won't be answering any texts anytime soon because his head is probably spinning a 1,000 miles an hour. But I can assure you this. That will be priority number one for him as the interim head coach. And wherever this- so that's what Lewis Riddick said. He went on to say some other uh, great stuff. So you can find that on ESPN.com. But this, uh, this, this move by bringing in Jeff Saturday is either going to start a trend or it's going to be laughed at. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm only basing this off of listening to Jeff Saturday talk. He, he seems like, much like in the same way Lewis Riddick talks, you just feel like they know what they're talking about. But – being a head coach is no joke. Like, Ask Nathaniel Hackett. Right. <laughs> of the Broncos. <laughs> you are in charge of everything, and it's more managing, right? It's not the same as being able to be an offensive line coach or an offensive coordinator where it's just one side of the ball. you got to have to manage it all. That's probably going to be his biggest test. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their expectations are th- th- for the rest I, of the year. That's the thing is I don't know what anybody's expectations should be. He doesn't, to my knowledge, it's, have any coaching experience, does he? Not not professional, like so, legit coaching, I don't think. We'll see. I, I'm willing he's to give a him consultant. a chance because I, I, I think he's – and this is, again – completely off based off of me listening to him talk yeah, on yeah. NFL today or whatever it is yeah. he seems like he knows what he's talking about he so definitely does he's a former offensive lineman does that mean that he's going to help fix the offense no but I, I figure like he he knows a little bit about pass protection and it does help when you were Peyton Manning's personal center for years and years and years I saw a great clip of them getting into an argument uh, oh yeah, I've seen this. Jeff, I've Jeff seen Saturday this. apparently was calling plays. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's really good because they were so close that they it would was, just fight it, like it, brothers. It was really close, and it was funny to see the other offensive linemen stick up for Jeff Saturday. Well, like, of course they would. They were like, "Get out of here! Get out!" It's like telling Peyton. Peyton, "Get out of here!" <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, before we went to break, you talked about Josh Allen and some sort of UCL issue. Yeah, the the owner collateral ligament. You hear about that in baseball circles. Tommy quite, John quite often. Now. Uh, not quite Tommy John. What, what, it's another ligament in okay. the elbow. All right, all right. Uh, but it, he's apparently is being evaluated. Um, it's it's the ulnar ulnar collateral ligament and related nerves. A source told ESPN's Chris Morton his status is uncertain for the team's game uh, against Minnesota, whose plans you've already mentioned playing some pretty good football. Uh, it was it was suffered the injury during the last drive mm-hmm. of that. 2017 loss to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, defensive lineman Bryce Huff got passed back, uh, backup right tackle David Quinsberry, and in for injured tackle Spencer Brown and hit Allen's thorn arm, which resulted in a strip sack recovered by Buffalo. After that play, as Scraby mentioned, I did see this, yeah. You could see even kind of grabbing at his elbow. Uh, he says it's a little pain. It doesn't. Uh, the their their head coach uh, Sean, Sean McDerm- McDermott yep. uh, said he'll know more in the next twenty four hours. So he plans to meet with the media again on Wednesday. Wow! But uh, it could be a, a big deal if this is like he can't throw. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a huge deal. I have no idea who their backup quarterback. Their backup is, is Case Keenum. Oh, that's right. I do know who their backup is. That's not going to win you any championships. So Case Keenum is is there for his veteran leadership. But that's terrible news. For the Bills and Bills fans, I like the Bills. I like watching the Bills. I do too. I, I, I um, Josh Allen has really grown. I, I, I appreciate watching him at the quarterback position. Um, I still am of the thought that he's going to have to walk in. Maybe not have to walk into Kansas City, but he's going to have to go through them at some point in order to get to that Super Bowl. He is, uh, at least this point, headed for. Random side note, but are you surprised? Chris and I talked about this before. Are you surprised that more quarterbacks don't have throwing issues like hitting their hand onto a helmet or getting it caught up and, and, and hurting their shoulder somehow? Because it seems like on a lot of the plays, a quarterback's hand is is right there next to a helmet or on the ground or something. Am I surprised it doesn't happen more? Because you have like Drew Brees who missed a lot of time with a thumb injury. Aaron Rodgers has a thumb injury right now. Uh, you see a lot of guys that uh, Carson Wentz is out because yeah, I mean, he I has guess, a broken I guess, finger. I, I mean, I guess you got held bodies around you so often, but that's again that's why an offensive line is important. You need to be able to have a pocket to actually complete your motion. So you you could argue that even when um, a, a, a lineman doesn't get to him, but he's within helmet range yeah, of his yeah. throwing motion. 
it's scary. probably are doing you. You probably aren't holding the pocket the way you're supposed to. There is a picture of Jalen Hurts on Thursday night when they were playing the Texans, and he may have had the best pocket I have ever seen in the NFL. He had all he had all of his linemen. He had like a full like you. He had a full you. But I would have to say that he his linemen were all about five yards or I seven saw, yards I away from them. him I, on every every side. They seem to be seven yards away from each other. Like, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, how it was crazy. It, 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 it probably explains why they're eight no. It definitely point. explains why they're eight no. All right, well, we're gonna be uh, keeping an eye on these awards that are gonna be given out here. Rookie of the year for the American League. They're talking about right now. But on the other side. We do have a big five today on Monday, and we've already talked about Jerks and Profar opting out, same with Robert Suarez, but I got a question from uh, someone on Twitter named Fan 90 and I wanted to ask uh, Tony about this because I have some thoughts as well. So we will do that when we get back in the big five on 97.3 The Fan. Previously on the John Cantera Show. I don't know about... 3.38 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, not here. <laughs> Matt Scraby, here. Chris Sello, of course, in Palo Alto. I never checked out his picture. I'm going to do it right now. Supporting uh, the the Lady Aztecs as they take on the Stanford Cardinal. We, myself and Scraby, here at the Odyssey Empire. And oh. What happened? It's such a Chris picture. It is. It's it such is. a Chris picture. He just snapped a photo. That's It really is him just being like, <laughs> Click. There we go. I'm here. <laughs> At Chris LSD on Instagram if you want to see it. Uh, Scraby does have a big five lined up, ready to roll. First, here's some traffic. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. time of the show when we check on the latest in sports only the most important topics and questions are brought to light stop what you're doing and listen these news stories will astound and amaze you the one the only oh my god who the hell cares the big five starts now on 97.3 the fan 
Well, in the Big Five today, we're going to talk about a couple of big-name pitchers that the Padres could go in on. We're going to talk about this NHL story with a, a player named Mitchell Miller, and he was just banned once again from playing in the NHL. We'll tell you why, and then we'll get into the other ones a little bit later. But first, we need to... Number five. Hit the button, because I know Tony won't start the Big Five unless the button is pressed. Exactly. All right. Uh, I got this tweet from at PadresFan90. Martin is uh, tweeting in. At Matt Scraby, do the Padres have the capital to acquire Carlos Rodon or Jacob deGrom? So my question to you, Tony, Chris and I have talked about this uh, a couple times while you were getting ready for games during the playoffs, but do you think the Padres go the route of superstar pitcher here in the offseason? I don't. I mean, there are, listen, I say that. And I tread lightly because <laughs> AJ has a propensity of making moves that nobody's thinking about. Exactly, yeah. Including a show A.O. Tani. So, oh. uh, I mean, I don't think they will. I think they will try to lock in a fourth or fifth starter, whether that's Clev and Manaya again or whether that's two other people. Um, I don't think they... And it depends on what breaking the bank is. Like, I mean, there, I mean, there are Jacob guys like, is not going to be cheap. Yeah, no, he's not. Carlos Rodon is not going to be cheap. He's not. But do they have the capital? I mean, yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show. We have no idea. We don't know if they have yeah. the capital or not. I would assume they we do. certainly can't at this point put it by them of mm. having it. So, yeah. yeah. My gut tells me they won't go that route, but AJ can make your gut feel complete. Off. He really can. And the, even though you're not saying that Shohei Otani is going to be a Padre, I just want everybody to know that. Uh, it makes me a little nervous because AJ is capable of pulling that off. And I've been telling people they're crazy for thinking Shohei Otani is going to be a Padre. So, so does is it scaring you because you might have because to I'm be, gonna be wrong, wrong again? Because I'm going to be wrong. Yes. Yeah, that's why it scares me. But I'll, I'll eat my words. I did earlier with the Seahawks. And now I'm going to talk trash about the Rams. And I'll have to apologize to Rams fans later in the season, too. Uh, do I think that the Padres go the route of superstar pitcher? See what Tony said, and I necessarily, I mean, Jacob DeGrom's a great pitcher, and this might be a crazy comment, Tony, but his injury history is enough to scare me away. I, I imagine it'll be enough to scare some teams away. Padres, or it won't just be you being scared away. Yeah, yeah, because it's a, it's a real concern with him. I, I think there were four. All right, this is kind of a crazy story, but we talk about teams and leagues needing to turn their back on players who have had a bad past. Well, the NHL might be doing that. The Arizona Coyotes drafted a guy named Mitchell Miller in the 2020 NHL draft. Problem is, he was convicted of bullying an African-American student who has developmental disabilities earlier in his life. Miller called the student racial slurs and also had the kid he bullied lick a piece of candy that had been wiped in a urinal. Uh, the Coyotes said they knew about the incident, but thought it was okay to give him a second chance because it happened in 2014. Didn't work with people, and they cut him. Fast forward to this past weekend. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman ad addressed the Boston Bruins signing Miller to a contract, and here is what he said. I'm a person with this history in the league today. The, uh, what what uh, I understand and I've heard through the media and I totally, uh, what he did as a 14-year-old is reprehensible, unacceptable. Uh, before the Bruins made the decision to sign him, 
we were not consulted. Uh, I happened to talk to Cam Neely since the time that he was signed. Uh, he's not coming into the NHL. He's not eligible at this point to come into the NHL. I can't tell you that he'll ever be eligible to come into the NHL. If in fact, at some point, they think they want him to play in the NHL, and I'm not sure that they're anywhere close to that point, we're gonna have to clear him and his eligibility, and it'll be based on all the information that we get firsthand at the time. So that was the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman. Now he said something kind of Houses. interesting in there. I know it's 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 a lot, but he said something kind of interesting. So let me get to the question first. Um, as you know, the NHL was not consulted it's to me, should he be allowed in the NHL? Well, <laughs> Tony and I were talking about this before the show, and we I personally go each way. I go, no, he should not be allowed in the NFL or NFL NHL because what he did was so horrible. But on the other hand, I was a recovering alcoholic who did some horrible things in my past. Nothing like this. I just want to make that clear. But I I got a second chance. So why should someone else not get a second chance? Is it case-by-case basis? I tend to think that it shouldn't be unless you're, you know, really did something horrible. And this is horrible, what he did. But to ban him from the NHL without him really being able to prove that he has turned himself around is a little bit too much for me. And, And you heard Gary Bettman say that. He said he hasn't actually spoken with him. And that he, it's all what he's gathering from around media, which is not the way a commissioner should gather his information about someone to make a decision on their future. So in the end, should he be allowed in the NHL? I think he should get a second chance. But second chance is it. Tony? Um, for I mean, he, what he did was, as Gary Bettman said, reprehensible. There does need to be space for somebody to change or educate themselves on a matter. Um, 14 is quite young. I have um, four kids, three of which all under the age of 14. Yeah. And I can't imagine... It would be hard to swallow... You know, as a parent, them not being able to have an opportunity to show progress in that area, despite how utterly ridiculous what he did to the young kid um, is, whether he was disabled or not. Yeah, that shouldn't really be a factor in it. It was reprehensible. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, that cancel culture thing is 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 out there. It for is, real. and I don't know. I I think what are we if we don't have we don't have space for people to make amends, to grow, to realize that what seven? He's twenty now. Uh, twenty two. Twenty two. That eight years is well. Gone. He was fourteen in two thousand fourteen, so he's twenty two. Yeah, so that eight years has—that's uh, a long time. I mean, it allowed for the type of change that's necessary. Are we just so every time somebody makes a mistake, we just got to throw them out? Yeah, and, and when, I'm not talking yeah. about a dude who, who made a mistake at eighteen or seventeen or 
He wasn't. I mean, this is a kid. I guess part of me also it's, thinks bullying is a whole different level because now you're you're affecting someone else's life. You're not no just doubt. tweeting out. You're not tweeting out these these horrible things that he actually said to a human being. And the reason this all came to light with the Coyotes back in the day is because the kid who was bullied was like. Wow, this guy's getting a lot of praise for being someone who's not a very good dude. Was it the kid, or I think it was the mom that was the uh, but one the that... the kid went to the mom, and yeah. then the mom went up. But uh, I think it's kind of crazy. He's never played an NHL game due to something he did when he was 14. I think you have to... I mean, listen, there are consequences for... Certainly are. But should they should they last forever? I don't think so. It, 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 and that it, and it's probably a case-by-case thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. This one's a tough one. This one's really tough. And Gary Bettman was going to take what the media said to decide it, which is with, w- right along with what Chris has said about Gary <laughs> Bettman all <laughs> through the years. It wasn't the best answer. No. He could have. I've gathered things it wasn't from the, the most, media. I should say it's not the most buttoned up answer he's had. I don't know if he expected it. <laughs> he should have. Uh, all right. Number three. Now, this tweet came out this morning or yesterday, and I saw it this morning, and it made me a little bit angry, and I'll, you'll find out why in a second. CBS Sports tweeted it, and Tony, you're up first on this one. Out of these five quarterbacks, who is the best if from the 2021 draft class? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Jeff Fields, Mac Jones. Who... Do you think is the best quarterback in that class right there? Do I have to pick? You do have to pick. Right now? Right now. Oh. My gut says Trevor Lawrence. Wow. I did not. (laughs) Did you see the the shock in my face? You thought I was going to say Mac Jones? No, I actually thought you were going to say Justin Fields because that's my answer. Justin Fields definitely is the best quarterback to me in this draft class. Is he the best uh, in terms of what, winning games? I don't know what we're judging this by. Uh, Quarterback, he is uh, throwing for like just over 100 yards. (laughs) He is, but he's also running for 150 yesterday at least. He's a... uh, Trey Lance. You said who's the best quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Trevor Lawrence probably is. I also like Zach Wilson. I think that Zach Wilson can be a good Zach quarterback. He's a, too volatile. is a gunslinger. Gunslinger. doesn't have the... I feel like he's a gunslinger that doesn't have the arm to be a gunslinger. <laughs> he's a gunslinger with no gun. <laughs> he's got a little uh, pea shooter. Yeah, I, that, that's funny that you say that. You know, because you think of a gunslinger, you think of like Aaron Rodgers, like just Brett Favre, just just, just whipping just it, slinging in there. it around. Yeah. J- Justin Herbert's kind of a right, gunslinger. right. Like I, I, he's he has a gunslinger mindset. Yeah, and he could, but he could also move. Um, who's the best in this? Li- I, you know what, Tony? Can't believe I'm going to say this, but the most well-rounded quarterback probably is still J- Trevor Lawrence, even though he doesn't have the. Wins to surround it. Neither is any of those guys. No, on none list. of them do. Mac Jones had a winning season Mac last Jones, year. Right, and he was more of a game manager. He's barely a hanging on to his start position. He right is now. barely hanging on. Oh wow, Tony, you just uh, completely flipped. Number two. I was going to say Justin Fields. Trey Lance hasn't really had a chance. I still think the 49ers should trade or yes, draft. You, you say it every Justin week. Fields. I do. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling headline the eight-player contemporary baseball era players ballot to be considered for the Baseball Hall of Fame. They also announced um, Rafael Palmero, Albert Bell, Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, and Fred McGriff are going to be on the ballot as well. All of these guys were previously considered 
for election into the Hall of Fame, but none was named on at least 75% of ballots, which is necessary for an election. The 16-member committee will cast their ballots on December 4th, and any of these eight players who are named on it get at least 75% of that vote, or 12 of 16 votes, they will be uh, joining the upcoming 2023 Hall of Fame class. I didn't really know this was a thing, and I probably should have, but I'm up first. Do you think anyone gets the vote? I guess if anyone is going to get the vote, Barry Bonds was the closest on the list last time. He had 66.9% of the writer votes. Uh, Kurt Schilling doesn't even want to be on this list. It kind of seems a little bit mean to put this list together because it's like, hey, haha, you haven't made seems it. Seems mean? It, yeah, you, you haven't made it because we're punishing you. But let, let's do it one more time and so we can punish you one more time. Uh in the end, my answer, I think if anyone gets on there, probably Barry Bonds because he was the closest. Tony? I believe there are former players on this panel, right? Don't know the makeup of the panel. I'm pretty sure that it's veterans, right? This this is, what is, what is the name of the, the contemporary the baseball era? The contemporary era. baseball era players committee. So, yes, there you go. Players committee. Um, Let me see if I can find out. And so, it. you know, I know certain players feel certain ways about the the performance enhancing part of it. Uh, I can see Kurt Schilling getting in because he's never he never really it's it's really just been his attitude that it seems like has kept him out of probably of the Hall of Fame. He's I think he's more than qualified in terms of what he's done. Uh, I think Bonds and Clemming Clemens have the next best shot. I'm looking through. Uh, apparently, eleven of the votes are his are historians. Okay, I'm not ready to bring this to the radio. So, <laughs> I'm not ready. Why? To... Look at you learning. I'm Scrape. not ready to bring this to the radio. That was something in the past. You'd have just read the I whole went blurb with it, right and there. Then I would have gotten a DM saying you're completely <laughs> wrong about everything you just said. Good so for I'm you, with... Scraby. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm going to learn from my past mistakes. Oh, thank goodness Gary Bettman isn't my boss, though. Number one. All right. Remember that crazy high school team, uh, Bishop Sycamore? They played IMG Academy last year, and they got beat by a lot. An investigation was done, and it found out Bishop Sycamore was some sort of sham of a high school. You guys remember this, Tony? Do you remember this? I do remember that. Well, it's happened again. Enter West Toronto Prep, an 0-5 high school football team out of Canada. They suited up to play IMG Academy. And you might ask, how good is this team? Well... The Golden Warriors of West Toronto Prep has been outscored 195-6 to entering that game. So it wasn't good at all. IMG, on the other hand, is one of the top teams in the country. So I'm sure you knew what happened here. IMG opened the game scoring on its second offensive play. Uh, After one quarter, it was 57-0. After a half, it was 96-0, Tony. 96-0. They called the game after the half. Because um, it was just not good. I'm not asking about the sham high school football coach. I'm asking if that's if it's necessary for IMG to continue to schedule these games. Okay, first, uh, we just compared uh, whoever this team is to West Toronto Prep to Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. Sycamore. 
Is it is it really not a school? No one knows what's happening. The address that is licensed to West Toronto Prep or whatever registered. So we don't know that it's not no. an it's it, a fake school. The address yet. is like a place in a park. <laughs> right, but we don't know that it's a fake no, school. No, but why I'm asking why is IMG keep scheduling these opponents just to beat up on them like this? That I can't answer. It I doesn't mean, make it, it doesn't seem like anybody unsafe. it doesn't seem like anybody's getting better. So All right. All right, we gotta go. Four o'clock hour on the way. Tony Boy, versus Chris. fans. 833-288-0973. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 